Okay, we're going to begin this story. It's called Stars in My Eyes. It's a new story from 19, around about 1980. It's from the book It's a Rum Life, Ivy House, 1970 to 1984. But this isn't in the book. It all happened one Sunday afternoon in the late autumn of somewhere around 1980. We were living at Ivy House, New Bolingbroke, and we had three horses. Ebony, the shy horse, Juno, the Dale's pony, and her son, Jupiter, who I suppose at that time was about two and a half years old. I'd just had a bath and was beginning to lounge on our sofa in one of the front rooms of Ivy House and had recently lit the fire. I was really looking forward to a good lie down and trying not to think of the next day, Monday, and all the trials and tribulations I'd have to face. In fact, I'd been reading adventure novels in a morning before work for several months by this time. The stress of running the business and knowing things were getting more and more difficult, balancing the books, paying the bills, finding work for all the lorries and drivers, the mess in my head frequently woke me very early, well before daylight, and in an effort to stop my head spinning, I would lose myself in a good book for three hours or so. Wilbur Smith was the favourite at that time. Anyway, back to this Sunday afternoon of attempted rest and recuperation. It was not to last for long. The phone rang, and it was the estate manager from the Reevesby Estates. He had his home and office at Reevesby Bridge, and could see the bank at the end of the Medlam drain out of his front window. It was on this bank that our three horses were kept at that present time. I'd been down to see them earlier and thought them settled for the night to come. Not on your life. Something had got into them, and they dismantled the gate I'd erected to keep them on the bank and stop them wandering. The estate manager told me with short breaths that they were getting out, and if I could, I needed to get down there pronto. I dived out of the room put on a thick sweater and some shoes and grabbed a car, forgetting that a rope and lead rein might have been some use too. Reesby Bridge was just down that straight road, about two miles north from the village of New Bolingbroke and our home. On arriving, Ebony was out and eating his way towards the Reesby estate office, the manager had got him cornered in the yard by his office and he was happy for the present. Juno, being the least excitable of the trio, was still on the bank. But as I approached, her young tearaway son was just exiting the bank and heading towards a busy road alongside. Not wanting him to get away and no doubt get himself into untold trouble, I shouted at him, at the same time as I ran as fast as possible to try and intercept. I was not fast enough, but did manage to reach out and catch his tail as he flew past. This stopped him long enough for him to look round with contempt and launch both rear feet in my direction. I was still hanging on to his tail when both feet hit me in the middle of my chest.
one a little ahead of the other. I had known the horse since he had been born, and we had spent every spare moment together. Perhaps it was this misconception of his respect for me, his supposed boss, that had passed through my mind when I grabbed his tail. Misguided, anyway. He had no respect at that moment, only the wish to get out and find his big friend Ebony. Needless to say, I did not hang on to that tail for very long. It was a good job he was only a young horse and perhaps half-grown. If he'd been fully grown with those two feet, he would no doubt have killed me. He put me well and truly on my back. The estate manager saw the whole thing and confirmed later that I had truly left the ground and been launched off my feet in a backward direction. In fact, Jupiter did not get into trouble and came back with his pal Ebony after just a few minutes. I lay on the ground groaning and struggling for breath. Juno was so flabbergasted she did not bother to get out at all. We managed to put the horses back onto the bank and I crawled into the car and wended my way home again. The blow had not just so much winded me, but he'd injured my pride. I just did not think he would do it, but he did. This was in the early days of our horse-keeping years and I obviously still had a lot to learn. Be well advised, you readers and listeners, never ever grab a horse or even a small pony by the tail. They have a very effective way of making you let go, and it hurts. It's the wrong end altogether. I must have been in shock all the time I helped put those horses safely back and made them secure, because when I did get home, not many minutes later, I collapsed back onto that sofa as I rela as I relaxed, found that I saw stars in my eyes. The pain was coming. I'm not sure it would have, could have been far worse without that thick jumper, and the bruises that developed stayed with me for a couple of weeks or more. They looked exactly the same as the feet of that horse. You could see plainly where the feet had struck. Luckily, there were no cracked or broken ribs but they were very sore for days and days to come. The stars were amazing, though. As I lay down with both eyes open, they began to circle round each eye, just like I used to see Desperate Dan in the Beano comic of the 1950s. These stars circled in opposite directions in front of each eye. I can still picture them today. The actual star episode lasted for about 10 minutes, as far as I can remember. I do remember positively that the stars turned inwards from the top and rotated at about one rotation a second, both sides at exactly the same time and for as long as it lasted. Of course, being self-employed and needing to be on site all the time, a trip to the dock or elsewhere was out of the question – in fact, though, the damage was not severe and easily dealt with using witch hazel-soaked bandages. For years to come, my companions have had to endure my witch hazel epistle. And the answer for anything that had been banged or battered or trodden on by heavy weights. 
which hazel liquid has been my constant companion and aid to most infirmities, especially involving horses, and most of all, big horses with big feet. The liquid, if administered straight away, reduces or prevents swelling and bruising. The pain, well, it helps a bit too, but I always took ibuprofen for that, as it suited me and worked every time. So there I was, laid on the sofa, soaked in witch hazel and consuming ibuprofen, a classic case of, you just do not know what is going to happen next, especially if you have anything to do with horses. Uh, this little note here, this was just the beginning. Uh, follow our tales on to Northcote in the 1980s and 90s to hear more fun and excitement with horses. That's the end of that little story brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Now we have a new ending to these tales. We have no shop anymore, nothing on sale. Everything is free to look up and download and enjoy to read. Since Covid started, free access to all our complete books, videos and audio stories. And we have a new website where you can find the way of getting to them all. The address is www.itsarumlife.com and that's spelt I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E that's I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E dot com. No gaps. There we are. Hope you enjoyed the story and have a good look round at the website.